coming up from planning and anticipating our trips to being in the theme parks. We'll talk about the little things we love at Walt Disney World. Coming up next, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 695 for the week of April 8th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend and producer, Dustin West. Howdy. Associate producer Sean Thompson, lovely and talented Miss America, <laughs> Kathy Worling. Mrs. America. Mrs. America. <laughs> She's like, I'm available. <laughs> and of course, the lovely and talented Julie Martin and the lovely and talented associate producer Craig, William, Craig Williams back in the... I thought I was getting his last name wrong. <laughs> Could never be sure. No, I'm, 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 sl- I'm, slightly, I'm slightly diminished after that last show that took a lot out of me. Craig back in the production nook with I his happy with his happy face on. I wasn't asking for <laughs> forgiveness. Um, all right, so uh, this week we're going to talk about the little things that we love about Walt Disney World. It can be easily argued that the that Disney is in the details. That it's uh, the reason that those of us who love it so much that we keep going back over and over and over again, year after year. Uh, do so not just because we love the place, but there are those details, those little things that we associate with Disney that we can only get when we're there. And that's what we go back for. And uh, those are the things we remember and take back with us. So uh, I thought that was an interesting choice of uh, topic, Dustin. Yeah, and I had, put a, I had put a call out to both everybody here at the table and Craig, um, and also to the people that follow us uh, on Facebook um, to kind of do this. And now it's not necessarily like little theming details or hidden things like that. It can be um, intangible things that you love about your vacation, things you look forward to, or it, it could be some of those details, uh, some of those lesser known things, but it's whatever makes your vacation special at Walt Disney World, things that you look forward to. That's what this is all about. Well, the, um, for most of us, half the, half the fun of a Disney vacation is planning it, uh, especially I think those who frequent the boards or watch this show. The reason you're watching the show is that you're planning a vacation or want to be planning a vacation. Um, so talking about some of those little things that um, got us excited. I know for me personally, um, this was back in the day when they weren't uh, putting DVDs in the rooms, but we would get, uh, we had DVC and there would be VHSs in the rooms and we would bring cassette tapes with us, or VHS tapes and record what we call the propaganda channel. Um, we would record that for hours and hours on end, and then at home would play it oh, yeah. <laughs> over oh, and over neat. again. Um, and that was, you know, I would start putting those in when we were getting ready to plan a trip. Kind of just I get that, get in the mood, get in the spirit. Um, and then, of course, it was, you know, in the early days before the internet, back when dirt was young. Um, 
it was getting the brochures and stuff from Disney, calling them up and saying, you know, we want brochures. And they would send them to you. They would send you, like, you know, this is even, I think, before they were doing the planning videos, to be honest with yeah. you. And we would have, like, all the brochures for the resorts that we were thinking about and all the different, all the different stuff that they would send us. That would be the stuff that... Would would get me like really really excited and and the and the planning uh, the guidebooks you know for me um, then and even now I'll I'll stand by this uh, the unofficial guide uh, Bob Selinger and Len Testa uh, the unofficial guide to Disney World is undisputed in my opinion the best one out there and it was all those years ago too and that we referred to as the Bible and I you know there was no websites to go to right so. All that you know, great unofficial information I was getting from uh, from the unofficial guide, and I would pour over every page of that book multiple times. Um, what what I used to do is there's there's other guide books that would release an edition each and every year, and what I would do was I'd get that book every year and and literally open both of them up in front of each other, uh, page after page, to see what had changed, to see if anything had changed. <laughs> You know, well, I had practically memorized the books anyway, so the yeah. minute I get the new one, I'd know. Oh, that's a new paragraph because I've read <laughs> the other one so many times, I could spot the new. Talking about the planning books, I can remember the first couple. T- first time we came, we did a AAA charter coming down because we didn't know anything about Disney World. But the next time I came back, the thing that, that bothered me was I had to stand in line to pick up my rental car, so I wanted to read. If somebody had, you know, like a program where you could just go out to the parking lot and get your car. And I said to my sisters, I said, oh, National had this, has this program that if you sign up for it, you can just go right out to the garage and get your car and be gone. And my sister said, we don't need to do that. And I said, okay, fine. So I, you know, went over to National, got my car, checked into Caribbean Beach. I unpacked and I was at the swimming pool by the time they showed up with their (laughs) car. So my sisters believed me after that, that you need to read the book. Yeah. Exactly. What about for you, Dustin? What was your... Well, my family always did the home movies, so every year we'd have a different home movie from our previous vacation, and I, of course I'd be watching that leading up to uh, any vacation, um, which is a bizarre concept to think about. As a child, you're watching yourself you know, on TV like as a form of entertainment, really. No. <laughs> Behold. <laughs> it, it is bizarre, but also the... Uh, you know the the planning videos. Um, you know they changed throughout the years, and I I enjoyed watching those. And and um, not only the guidebooks, but it, it seemed like way back when they would do the uh, co- uh, commemorative like coffee table books, like the ten year coffee table book that would outline uh, with beautiful photographs and paragraphs about each of the attractions and the themed lands and stuff like that. And I have I still have those here at my house right now. I meant to bring them to show them off, but I walked out without grabbing them. Like a you're fired. So. Um, but those, those are the things that I, I really like doing, you know, before we would head down. What about you, Sean? Um, before, the same things. I always got the, bu- the books. Um, the unofficial guide we used to read. Um, and also the Birnbaum's, like, official one. It was just oh, yeah. full of pictures. Even then, even then, I could not stomach that's that because it was, it was I could, I could <laughs> yeah. tell it was just Disney marketing. Well, that's all it is, but it was the official. pictures were nice. <laughs> yeah, great pictures. They, and because they were the only ones allowed to use pictures in Magic those days. Magic Kingdom was red. Epcot was purple or blue. Everything was color-coded. Yeah. But it was yeah, fun. It was fun reading. It was just like I think on. you're thinking of the Imagineering Field Guides. Yeah, those aren't. This was like Walt Disney World, and there was a Cruise Line one. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. 
yeah. But that's what we would do. And then we would also order the DVDs. And every time the DVD would change, we would try to be the first people to, to order it so that we could have the DVD, <laughs> the most current version. I remember the ones, uh, we were all excited when Everest opened because we wanted to get the DVD with that, the Everest information. And it had that dude, Jake, who was really they in the They had the four coasters. people. They had the, yeah. There was the guy on the bench. And there, you know exactly Dave. what I'm Dave on the bench. Yeah. Uh, there was the surfer guy. I think his name was There was the Jake. mom character. Right. And then there was the host lady. The and it was pink like, Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there were those four tour guides through Disney World. And uh, it was awful, but I loved it. Very oh, yeah, of course. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any um, memory of planning guides or videos. I've, I came to Disney twice before I moved here. So I don't have any of those right. planning memories at all. <laughs> um, I loved Mickey Mouse, and my parents would buy me anything Mickey Mouse that I wanted, pretty much. Um, I had overalls, shirts, hats underwear i mean anything with mickey so but so i i chose one from face the facebook page that i thought um sounded kind of like how maybe i would feel um (laughs) this is from rachel witt walter and she says the sound of my luggage rolling over the tiles at mco i know my disney vacation is about to start when i hear click 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 (laughs) the wheels of my suitcase it's sweet bliss and you have to say that's how it feels for me but when we come home because i know exactly what she's talking about not every airport sounds (laughs) like ours that click 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 i'm like we're almost to the car we're almost to the car (laughs) we'll be home (laughs) so kathy what about you it's just when we lived in Pennsylvania, I was the only one that that bothered to look at the guidebooks or whatever. But for me, um, I think what what sold me on it was just to see my family when they came here. You know, the the first time we came, it was because you know my mother had died and my husband had died, and just to see my kids having fun and see like the weight of the world be lifted from their shoulders and every vacation after that just the fun that we've had you could forget about life for a while it was just you know it was amazing that's the kind of stuff that hooked me but for all these things that everybody liked i looked at those and went yeah and yeah it's like (laughs) i i could have a list a mile long of things that i think are so great about disney you know well, you know, uh, maybe this was a harbinger of, of things to come. My, one of my favorite things was to bring people here who had never been here before and then torture them for six months before the trip with every detail of what was going to happen when we got here. Because I had, you know, I would have the commando plans. But I did that with John. John had only been here once before, before I met him. He'd only been to Disney once before. And it ended up not being a great trip. So he was kind of like sour on the idea of doing Disney. And I'm like oh no no you have to do this otherwise i'm not going to talk to you anymore and he agreed to do it and then of course once he had we had the experience together he got the bug and you know then we would plan the trips together but you know i and i used to go as far as making like again we're going back in in the day now making like little mixtapes for <laughs> when you could listen to back in the days before the band when you could listen to music as the plane was taking off so there was like a whole tape oh, wow. put together of music that was, you know, supposed to be for the trip. Um, but uh, no, I was I was insane, insane with my planning. And when the Internet came along, forget about it. This was just a perfect, perfect medium for me to put a website together to plan, oh, yeah. to plan trips. But uh, let's um, let's move on to uh, talking about. Yeah, kind of like once you finally get here, you know, where you're staying, you first go into the hotel and then just 
because we're going to break this down into some of the theme parks later. So this is kind of like just that general feeling of being on vacation, you know, in general and being at the hotel and, and first getting here. Uh, for me, I know the number one thing, because we always used to drive down here beyond how wonderful that 12-hour car drive was, uh, when you saw those purple road signs. It, you wasn't, you were it wasn't for me. It wasn't that big Mickey archway that says, welcome to Disney World. It was the purple road signs. Okay. I, I loved that. And uh, and then and then once I finally moved down here and was on the college program and I could drive on my own exploring the property, um, you know, kind of exploring Walt Disney World property um, and seeing those places I had never seen, like we did the other day. I had never been down uh, Bear Island Road and seen you know some of the more backstage stuff, which portions of it are, are open to uh, to guests. I can remember the first time. When we moved here and I had my car, my kids had driven the car down and we had, you know, like the odds and ends from our house in the car. Mm -hmm. And I pulled up, I'm driving, you know, into Epcot and I had my vacuum cleaner in the back seat and I had a plant and I I felt like, you know, Sanford and Sons or whatever. But I'm like, I can't believe I'm driving my own car. Kathy's like with her plant or vacuum cleaner. I'm here. I'm moving in. (laughs) I got a plant. I'm somewhere to clean with. But how cool was that? I got to drive my own car at Disney. That's awesome. I remember that feeling. Um, the uh, the first day, or the first day after we moved down here, and driving around, you know, in Lake Buena Vista, heading over to, toward the parks, and realizing I'm not on vacation. I live mm-hmm. here now. Yeah, that was that was pretty mind blowing. Yes, because every time you know we'd be here and we drive around, that was all I would think about was God. It would be so great to live here. But it was kind of one of those pipe dreams that, you know, you, oh, God, I want that, I want that. But you never think it's really going to happen. And when it did happen, it was just, it was literally one of those dreams coming true. And uh, that feeling of driving around here after you've moved here um, was pretty, was pretty cool. I only ever did the drive from New Jersey to Disney once. Never again. (laughs) That was almost 18 hours. I believe wow. 18 or 19 hours. Yeah. And we did the drive down in one shot, my friend Neil and I, uh, taking turns sleeping. We uh. did four-hour shifts, but nobody really slept. We were too excited. And that feeling of seeing the road signs and, you know, the, the, uh, the, 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 the markers the, the, when you first pass into Florida. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, you know, we're almost there. not realizing you've got a good another three hours. <laughs> yeah. This Florida's a long state. Um, but then, you know, getting into getting onto I four, yeah. and then as you start getting closer, and you start seeing like the Orlando road signs for Disney World, and then getting on property and seeing those purple signs. Yeah, I love that. And then getting to your hotel, that you know, that because there was something. You know, for me, the first time I ever stayed on property was at the Dolphin, and I remember we had a limo pick us up. It was like a big deal. We had a limo <laughs> pick us up at the airport, and I remember the reveal turning the corner and seeing the dolphin i'd never seen it before and you know from you know where i was in new jersey and you know just the way i grew up you don't see places like that you don't see things like that and the, the two of us it was my friend david and i and we're sitting in the back of this limousine looking at this thing going oh my god how is what what the heck kind of hotel is this oh my god <laughs> and like walking in the lobby and everything larger than life and and you know for me, the lobby of a hotel, when I do a hotel review, so much of what I'm going to judge that hotel on starts when I walk into that mm-hmm. lobby. Yeah. Uh, that is my first impression. And even, you know, even then, before I did hotel reviews for a living, um, walking in 
it just set the tone. It set the tone. So yeah, that feeling, that feeling of just like kind of walking into the hotel, especially a place you've never been before. You're excited about this trip. Mm. I get excited when I hear knock, 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 room service. (laughs) (laughs) That means I don't have to cook. (laughs) What else, Dustin? Yeah, uh, you know, as far as like being like just on vacation in general, uh, I don't know why I like this, but it brings back really good memories. It brings back really good memories is uh, after a long day at the parks, uh, falling asleep on the bus. I, I, you know, um, I know that's kind of like, you don't want to do that Creepy. in a major city or any, whatever. Uh, but uh, I don't know. There's something. You've had a long day, and it's just kind of I'm heading back. They, the bus driver always turns the lights off, and you're heading back to the hotel, and bam, I'm out. Right. And uh, I also had some uh, people share some of their um, experiences and the things that they liked on Facebook. Uh, uh, Nicole here uh, says, uh, I love taking the time to notice hidden Mickeys. And that's uh, one of the things that's, you know, Disney doesn't necessarily promote in any of their material or anything, but everybody knows it's there. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, there's a huge, you know, kind of following for that. Um, uh, Jeff uh, Retz, uh, and let's see if I can do this correctly. This is the, what he loves, his favorite little thing. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Very yeah. well done. Yeah, so the, the monorail. <laughs> yeah, we guess. Um, the monorail. <clears throat> Love that. It's about all the Spanish I know is when they do the safety <laughs> spiel and the monorail. That's my extent of Spanish. I know for your safety is para su seguridad. <laughs> Sean, what about you? Um, some of the little things that we already talked about the airport, but just like landing in Orlando and seeing palm trees. Because mm-hmm. I always came from the north, so you don't see palm trees. And no. So no. It's the, the dumbest thing, and now that I've lived here for a few years, I don't really – I mean, I notice them, but they don't have that same impact. But for me, I don't know. I, we landed and saw palm trees. <laughs> They're so exotic. It's like, oh, I'm in the south. It's sunny. I, I can't tell you how often I think about that when I go out into my backyard and realize I have palm trees. Mm-hmm. In my backyard, because I used to have that same thing. Oh, the palm trees—that you know yeah. means I'm in Orlando, <laughs> um, because apparently that's the I only a, place that have them. I have a favorite palm. I like the coconut palm. Yeah, are those mm-hmm. the big tall ones. They are, and they're a little thinner, and they usually have like a, an area where you could see like a lot of green, where it looks like almost like there's a leaf growing really close yeah. to the tree. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just really like the coconut palm. <laughs> I don't know the different types. I know there are, but there's yeah. like there's one that's like a huge one. It's got like the the, the, the leaves go out in the, kind of this huge circle. That one, I don't know. And there are some that grow in clusters, and some that just grow like yeah. low. And then there's the in and out ones that cross. <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the palm trees for sure. The weather, um, and then just the ride from the airport. So Magical Express because that's what we always did. Um, and this is stupid, but the video that they showed you on, on Magical Express, and they've changed it a few times over the years, but I remember the one um, that we used to always see when we came on our trips. I've never done that. Is it more propaganda, or what is it? Yeah, no, the, but it's cutesy. It. It's like the characters are coming on a trip, and it's different for the ride to the airport and from the airport. <laughs> so the ride from the airport to the resort is getting you excited. It's all like pumped up. You know, the characters are coming. Um, you know, they're going through a resort. It talks you to about the checking in process and all that stuff. Uh, it's really exciting. And then when you leave, it's really sad. <laughs> everyone's crying <laughs> on the bus. Day playing yeah. and the characters check out of the hotel. Now and it's time to stuff. say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's in veils. <laughs> but yeah, that, that really left a mark on me, the videos. Hmm. Okay. What else? Uh, for me? Um, I think everyone this is everyone feels this way, but the Walt Disney World entrance sign on the road. You kind of mentioned mm-hmm. the, yeah. the different color street signs, but Ferris the and huge still marquee. Get excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it's exciting. But yeah, that's it for basically planning. And then there's some stuff at the hotels. So yeah, 
I had mentioned kind of the smells of vacation, which is kind of weird, but I think for me, smells are kind of like the number one memory trigger. So you could smell something and then immediately you're taken mm-hmm. back to, right, exactly. to what you remember. So these are stupid ones, but like the chlorine of the pool, sunscreen, even like bug spray if you're like... So you have, uh, every time you open the faucet in your house, you're reminded of going on vacation. <laughs> because Parts of the Caribbean. No, yeah. it is a different smell though. Like... Yeah. I know what you're saying. Oh, for sure. And you mix it all together. So you get a little bit of chlorine, a little bit of sunscreen. All together is the smell of vacation. <laughs> like a witch's brew in the cauldron. Yeah, it's like perfume. You can, you can make your own scent. What about you, Kath? Oh, like I said, pretty much everything. But for me, the first time I went to Caribbean Beach and I saw the, the palm trees and, and the sun, because we were saying about the weather, when we lived in Pittsburgh, if we had a sunny day, they would announce it on the news that we were having a sunny day it was a big deal and even when i moved here the first couple weeks i was outside doing all kind of chores because i'm like it's a sunny day and then i went oh wait a minute it's sunny here all the time and that to me is just just not today no not today but you know well like today it's like oh wow we're having a pittsburgh kind of a day it's a rainy this would be like a good day to stay home and read a book and you know have soup or whatever but and the music at disney always gets me yeah and, you know i have a lot of um cds with the music on but i remember when katie would be on the college program she'd call and torture me and hold the phone up like at the parade and go hey guess where i'm at and it's like <laughs> oh i want to be there but the, the one thing that um katie reminds me of every time we go in epcot and we go by the the fountain do you remember when there used to be a conductor of the fountain? No. No. Okay. Okay. So then this must have been the one and only time. I should have sent you the picture. But there was this guy in like a pink and purple outfit. And he was conducting the Was fountain. he supposed to be there? I was going to say, it's like, <laughs> like an escape <laughs> gay mental patient. <laughs> yes, he was. He was, you know, in an official Disney costume. And Katie goes, because Katie had asked me, this was before like I was a Disney expert. And she goes, oh, do they have somebody that does something with that? No, no, they don't have a conductor. But Katie reminds me of that every time, that there actually was somebody at that stage. That would have been 95, 96. I've seen them have dancers up there, but I never knew they had no, a No, this guy, conductor. I'll send you the picture. Okay. I'll post it that there was a conductor of the fountain. <laughs> he was only there for a week, but it was a great week. Yes, <laughs> probably. Oh, it's been going on for years that she reminds me of that. So um, some of the... Uh, comments that people mentioned was the monorail soundtrack you know it's always neat you know you've probably heard it four million times but every time you hear it it's like oh wow um then matt state that was from Kristen turner matt stacy said two things that he really likes is the way disney integrates music everywhere it really sets the mood for me and then quiet time at the quiet pools at the hotel there's nothing better than a relaxing dip in the pool a cocktail poolside and a few minutes in the hot tub Sounds nice to me. Mm-hmm. And that says it. <laughs> what about you, Craig? Um, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have stuff to say a little bit later on. I don't know. I, I'm in the minority that a lot of the stuff that I used to like, like walk, looking through old pictures, going online, uh, doing the trip planning part, uh, even though I didn't trip, plan trips whenever I was like five years old. Um, but all that stuff was special then. But now living here, I just I don't I don't get excited about seeing the road signs anymore. Yeah, and maybe all that. Little <laughs> no, I, you know, uh, I, I gotta I gotta say, 
it depends on my mood. Yeah. But there are times when I'm driving on a property, I'm like, oh my God, I really am here. It's been 17 years. Yeah. And I see those road signs, and it is different. It's different than not seeing them. It's different than being on I-4. It feels different. It looks different. It's just different. Katie and I always have that discussion as we're going through, and she goes, I know. You're going to tell me how lucky we are that we live here. And I said, yes, it's true. We do. But just think of, and I always say to Katie, we've lived here now 10 years. If they said tomorrow that we had to, to move back or move away from here, how would she feel? And she goes, oh, no, that had never happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes you like take it for granted, mm-hmm. but you still, this is pretty special that we get to live here. I, I said this to Dustin the other day. I'm going to say it to everybody in this room. We get to do things whenever we feel like it that other people are having to save for years to get to experience. Mm-hmm. We can, whenever we want, after this show, we can get into our cars and drive to any one of those theme parks and spend as much time there as we wanted. And I, I try and remember that. I try and remember that, you know what, I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful that I get, I get to be able to do that. Not only do I get to be able to do that, I get to be able to do it for a living. That's even more insane that somehow I managed to turn this into a, a job. And... Not just for a job for myself, but a job for other people, too. And um, so, you know, that's why I like kind of talking about these little details, because it yeah. reminds me of that, that time in my life in particular when the thought of doing any of this was just non-existent. I, I just could not have wrapped my head around the concept of being able, of being able to live here and do this. Well, as I, I said to you yesterday when we were doing the tour, that I can remember when I lived in Pittsburgh and, and people would post stuff on the Diz of pictures of whatever because like I'm into the details so I like that stuff and I'm like oh my goodness look they they you know they did this or did that that you know the rest of the world probably could have cared less about that if I ever got to move here I wanted to return the favor and I used to post pictures right. and do all that stuff and I can remember we moved here the season of the hurricanes and I took pictures of the tie down spots in the cement where they would, you know, latch down the, the carts and things. And I put it up on my, um, I had an Epson photo account at the time, and I got thousands of hits. And I said to my kids, see, there's other people out there like me that are into the details that, you know, I could share that with them that I'm sure all of us when we were sitting back home, like, oh, there's a hurricane coming. I wonder what Disney does to get ready for this. And I was able to, like, repay the favor many times over. But how cool it was that, and I've said this, too, that I wish everybody who got Disney could be in the parks when we're doing the kind of stuff that yeah. we're doing, because it's so cool. Did anybody else here, when they would come on vacation, ever take some kind of recording device and record what I refer to as the Bush music? Um, anybody ever do that? No. I used to do it all the time. I would have, like, a pocket recorder of some kind. <laughs> And like go in like uh, at the resort we were staying in wherever we were, and find like the source of the music and kind of trying to be really like stealthy about it and put it on record. Like you were get busted for it. Well, yeah, that's I was always afraid of getting in trouble. Um, and would like sit there for a half hour and try and record as much of it as I could. <laughs> I never actually did it, but I would always go online to look for that, that music. Yeah. So I never actually recorded it, but I, I would go on and search for the, the, the background music, the BGM. And, and I will guarantee you, 
I will guarantee you, listening to me right now, there's at least one person that's done it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? You know you're insane. You know you're an insane Disney fan if you're recording the Bush music. <laughs> yeah. But that was one of my things. The yeah. music, yeah. The, well, it wasn't just the music. It was the fact that the music was coming out of the bushes. <laughs> um, would just like, like That was something that was so quintessentially Disney. Very I'd never been any place else, any place else that did that, that you know, had this hidden music coming out of yeah. certain places and you know, would change depending on where you were and set a different theme for a different part of the park. And, um, but yeah, the Bush music. <laughs> Bush music did it for me. <laughs> but why don't you tell us what you want to talk about next? Oh, well, I mean, we also have some stuff where you guys uh, want to talk about things in the parks themselves. Um, I know that uh, Craig oh, has... Uh, some things he had mentioned actually in the parks yeah uh so my whole uh love for disney kind of in the little things since i don't love most most things anymore except for like (laughs) disneyland um i don't love most things anymore no it's you just learn to stop loving as you get older that's what i've learned (laughs) oh my god no craig no Mm -mm. wow that lobotomy really did some damage (laughs) it did uh but for me it's always walking into the park and realizing that it is living history um Yeah. yeah and not only that but it's living history that can take you to places that some people never get to go like walking into Adventureland and just getting trapped in that whole tiki atmosphere and then then getting on the jungle cruise or the tiki room and realizing that some of the animatronics there like started this complete revolution to where we are today and going on terrible rides like Stitch and seeing that animatronic and everything it can do even though I mean the ride's bad but just that knowing that it all started with some of these classic rides and we still have the chance to go on them and then you go to Epcot and all of a sudden you can walk around all these different countries Mm -hmm. and you go to Animal Kingdom you're in Africa Hollywood Studios you're in old Hollywood like that's that's what makes it you can travel the world yeah you travel the world you travel different time periods you do all that from one place and that's what's important I know you know for me in Epcot and World Showcase I really appreciated the job they did there when I started visiting some of the actual places that are represented there and how they managed to encapsulate a feeling in a very small space. And I'll tell you, it just it made me appreciate the job they did, the job the Imagineers did with that. And um, (laughs) Sean, you had some stuff there uh, talking about. Uh, the fast pass designs and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, some of the little things. Oh, even going back to resorts a little bit, I would love to collect kind of the, to- the toiletries, the coasters, the pens, like those little kind of details that uh, were... Pete and I fault over Hotel Del Coronado stuff. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, we, I fight people regularly. I have <laughs> bags and bags and bags of it. Because you take it home and sometimes you never use it, but it just sits there and it reminds you of, oh, well, yeah. I'll be there again or I'll remember that trip. Um, and then kind of along the same lines is the legacy fast pass, the paper fast passes used to have like uh, unique designs on the headers of them. Yeah. And so if you don't use them, I would kind of collect them and then try to get as many as I could because it was so unique per attraction. I collected them um, to scrapbook with Taylor. Um, yeah. And I would actually ask the cast member, be like, look, we just want to keep it for scrapbooking. I don't mind if it you can be act, even one. just like make a little tear in the bottom sure. of it, you know, whatever. I'm like, can we just please keep it yeah. right void on it? I don't care. Yeah. Some would be like, okay, fine. Some were like, no, no, no way. You can't have this. I'm like, fine. 
<laughs> one of our favorite things to do too do you remember when disney had the um napkins that were printed with like disney designs yeah. and they had silverware and i know i'm going to get the colors wrong it was uh red yellow yeah. and purple or blue yeah. but we I used fast to, food locations yeah so. i used to take some of those home with us and then every so often we'd have like a disney dinner and i can remember saying that to katie a couple years ago and she goes i still have a set of those you know so but they don't do that now so Hmm. but that to us was a big deal we had disney napkins when we went back home popcorn for me especially with the kids they love popcorn so that's always something that if i smell it it reminds me of the parade and And it just tastes great disney it 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 really does i actually think it really does um, and riding Dumbo with Ferris. It doesn't matter how many times he's been on it. It's always like the first time for him. And it's just so fun to watch. <laughs> See, I, for me in the parks, um, uh, one of the things that just I, I look forward to every time, every single time I go into a theme park, is finding a piece of merchandise that, A, I hadn't seen before, and B, that when I look at it, I know exactly where it's going. Um, it, Nikki had done a blog uh, uh, last month or the month before about some of the specialized merchandise in the Magic Kingdom and at Yankee Trader outside Haunted Mansion. They had a line of, of Haunted Mansion stuff, and I picked some some stuff up. <clears throat> this is a Madame Leota snow globe that lights up. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I took one look at this. I, was like, I must own it. That is really cool. I must own it, and I know exactly where it's going to go on the shelf behind me. Um, and just finding little things like that, mm-hmm. you know, that I can't, I'm not getting this anywhere else. I'm not going to mm-hmm. pick this up in Target. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> if, you know, if it sells well, who knows? Um, it Finding little things like that, especially in like the art of Disney, finding a piece of artwork, finding something unique that just, you know, kind of speaks to me emotionally, that I, I see it and I... And it happens at Disney all the time. I feel that way about the World Showcase. I feel like you can find so many unique things in those shops. And Finley loves to collect the cats and owls in Japan. She has every color. Um, It's gotten to the point now where we just, you know, she wants orange, and they don't make orange, apparently. Um, (laughs) So we started collecting the little teeny Disney, I don't know what they're called. They're come in the bag. You don't know what's in them. Oh, the ones that Teresa collects. Yeah, okay. So we started doing those because she's really into little things, and she we love them, and she loves because she doesn't know what she's going to get. So it's exciting opening it and finding out what's in there, you know. Um. I was really into collecting things that had the different countries' flags mm-hmm. on them. So like from each country, if you feel a hat, a shirt, whatever, mug, something that so that I could have like all the different countries represented in yeah. whatever this merchandise collection that I had was. Um, I enjoyed doing that. No okay. surprise, my I collect figment things. <laughs> it's it's it makes me happy. What can I say? So let's go. Since I started talking about Magic Kingdom, with that, yeah. What about you? What what's your favorites at the Magic Kingdom? I'm gonna kind of whittle this down, but because there's so much, um, one of my favorite things about the Magic Kingdom was that first impression, and it's something that stuck with me for years. I love the attraction posters under the uh, train station at the Magic Kingdom. It's I the love coming attractions. Yes, I I love what it means in the theming of the park as a whole that it plays out like a movie that you're right it is the coming attractions um but i love the artwork that's there and i love that a lot of them haven't changed for years right you know and it kind of reminds me of that i also love and this is this is kind of a bizarre one 
Um, but I always think of uh, a good example of this is the Q in Splash Mountain. The fake wooden railings slash stanchions that feel more like a rubbery plastic, whatever coating they put over that, it feels more plastic and rubbery than wood. And like you can pick at it with your fingernails. I know that's gross. But um, <laughs> I don't know. That always reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, vacations in the past. And um, the, the other thing that I wanted to mention about uh, Magic Kingdom is you were talking about smells earlier. Um, the combination of motor exhaust and cheeseburgers reminds me of standing in between Cosmic Rays and the Tomorrowland Speedway. And one time when I was at home, I was not at the Magic Kingdom. I, I was at this place. It, it was a McDonald's that was right next to a, a car uh, auto shop. And it just since the sense hit me. I was like, oh, my God, it's like being in Tomorrowland right now. I need a cheeseburger <laughs> ASAP. Yeah. But that's, that's what I like about the Magic Kingdom. That's some of my favorite little things there. Sean, what about you? Um, again, like we talked about the music, but the, I love how every land and every park has specific... Uh, components to it, and Craig kind of mentioned this too. But it's a combination of all those things. Like the music is very specific to an area, so you mm-hmm. can close your eyes in Adventureland and know exactly where you are because either the sounds of the music, what's happening around you, like an attraction, or like um, even like the sounds of people like running by. You know, like mm-hmm. Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is right next to you, or um, even sometimes you, even the smells, like the food that they're serving there, or like the the landscaping, the flowers, the trees, and stuff that's around you. I, I love that kind of stuff that all adds up together to to, to do that. And you were talking about Tomorrowland, how you have that smell of exhaust and food from Cosmic Rays, <laughs> yeah. which is a horrible combination. Yeah. I think would make me vomit, but I, know, <laughs> but I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I can picture it perfectly. Yeah. But that kind of stuff I love. And then there's, of course, smaller details like um, Main Street has so many small mm-hmm. little things. Um, the sound of the the voice teacher up in the window. Yeah teaching the girl how to sing um just all that kind of stuff the phone in the chapeau that you can pick up and hear the conversation is that still uh, there oh yeah oh, okay it's probably like 20 minutes long i've, I've sat through the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> but just that kind of cool what stuff what's that man doing on the phone <laughs> i can just see you sitting there for 20 it's an old-fashioned minutes. one so you look like a weirdo so sitting there with the, with the... well kathy what about you in theme parks what's uh what are some of your details that you um the mayor on main street I love to to move with the music as we're walking through the theme parks, and especially so Magic dance? Kingdom. Yes, I do. And Katie goes, Mom, quit that. People know me here. And I went, hey, Katie, there's probably people here that know me, there's too. There's probably and more I, people that know you, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> if they saw me dancing, they would join right in. But one time... Or mock you openly, yes, one or the other. Yes, whichever, but I'm having a good old time. But one time, I did get to dance with the mayor on Main Street. And I was just so thrilled that I got, you know, that he picked me to dance <laughs> with him on Main Street, but there was nobody there to take my picture. So I was sort of Aww. sad about that. So it didn't happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> only in my mind. And then the cast member, Barbara at Magic Kingdom. Who's that? Um, she's PAC, so she leads the parade usually in the afternoon, right? Well, no, she does a little bit of everything. She drives the cars down Main Street. Yeah. Um, but she's the dancey lady. The yeah, one she's that, the dancey yeah. lady that you'll see her behind <laughs> the, the parades, and she dances. I can remember going down Main Street on Christmas Day in one of the cars that she was driving, and we were singing Christmas carols going down main street and i had tears and everything else because i'm like this is just so cool but she is just like the ultimate 
cast member. And if you say to most people out there, if you say Barbara at the Magic Kingdom, lots of people know who she is. So that's my favorites. What about you, Jules? Um, I sort of mentioned most of them. Um, I said popcorn. Um, <laughs> okay. I remember I talked about Ferris and Dumbo. Yeah. Um, Hollywood Studios, uh, it really doesn't, I mean, they love the, dis- like, I don't, yeah. that doesn't really hold anything for me. I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't. Well, I know uh, Amy Shapiro uh, on our Facebook page said the sm- smell of fire and spaceship. <laughs> oh, <Earth>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a candle at Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond or Bath & Body Works. It smells like that. that. The, the, the burning room smell. I love, uh, was it Epcot? I think I might be one of the few people that actually likes the taste of Beverly. Oh, I yeah. My son always ice station cool. Yeah, yeah. My son said it tastes like a licked tire, (laughs) and my thing to him was, "How many tires have you licked?" I I I said liquid body odor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think bitter and dry. Liquid body odor is is the Beverly drink at uh, ice station cool. The worst little thing in 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 Club Cool is your feet sticking to the floor. (laughs) No matter what time of day, and no matter what time of year. all the time. They're always mopping that floor, but it's always sticky. It is always yeah. sticky. There is one that someone mentioned that is it's something that I, I used to love because I wore the perfume. So you know what I'm going to say. Annette Garrett Amspach loves the smell of Layla perfume in the air in Norway at Epcot. I mean, in the air is okay. When it like comes and like at you at like a wall. It's full frontal assault. It's really not okay. The store. It's intense. We took one of the flatties one time and gear was in the shop and they were, you know, spraying it and he's looking like, "What are you doing?" cuz I had put one of the flatties up against his bottle of perfume and we were like, "Oh, somebody had asked for this." And he was like all flattered that Well, at least was you met him in Epcot where you could get away from. Him. I met him on a ship. You can't oh, get off a that ship. Trip. <laughs> Gare, where rainbows come from. So you were using a flatty as a tester? like Well, just, no, putting it, like, posing beside the perfume bottle. Oh, yeah. And Kim Holt. I really liked this one because Ferris and Finley can't ride Soren yet, and we're almost there. But she says, taking my son with special needs on Soren and having him rock back and forth because he's so happy, while my husband and I have a death grip on him so he doesn't rock off his seat. She's like, he won't. It's all good. Um, I think there really is nothing like going on a ride with your kid especially if it's no. the first time it's a ride they've never been able to do um i just there's this like you just can't experience anything else like that you really can't yeah what else do we have what else do we want to share um the epcot one um katie when she did the college program at night she was in that spot where your dessert party was mm-hmm. but that's was used to be one of the locations for um illuminations and she would always pick like a little kid out of the crowd and like let them like blow out the the fire and it was just so cute watching the little kid because the little kid really believed they blew out, out the, the fire, fire. and i said just you know like the disney would think to do something like that right you know how cool is that <laughs> i think we could probably sit here and talk about right. these details for hours oh but i got one before we skip dustin has it has it on here and this is one i don't know Okay, you have the spoiler. It's the man in the pink Hawaiian shirt. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, well, then you got to tell me afterwards what it is, because I've never heard that one. I think most everybody listening to the show would what? know what that is. Where? No, well, no. I don't. In the Disney Hollywood Studios? Oh. The man with the pink Hawaiian shirt? It doesn't have to be pink. Brightly colored Hawaiian shirt. Oh, 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 you mean, no. Just okay, in no. Hollywood Studios somewhere? 
Somewhere, yeah. Okay, that's. But it's not a cast member. It just it it is a it might be. It's a mannequin. Uh (laughs) It just reminds me of those little touches that I love seeing year after year at Disney. And even though I've seen him year after year when I would travel with my family, it always surprised me, and 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 I I still loved it. And or sometimes it didn't surprise me. Okay. Okay. Anything else? You know, something was on here that um, I don't remember who it was that mentioned it, but looking at cast member name tags, and that's something that mm-hmm. I do. And I make a point yeah. when someone is helpful to me to make sure I call them by their first name. Right, exactly. Especially if they're wearing a name tag. Hello. I mean, obviously, they can't call me by my first name, but um, I like looking to see where people are from because sometimes it could be where you're from, mm-hmm. you know? And it's really cool to make that connection. It's a small world after all. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, I really enjoy that. All right. Like, well, like I said, we could go on for hours and hours <laughs> talking about this, we but really we're can. not going to. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your uh, your trips down memory lane. And thanks to you on our Facebook page for sharing some of your favorite little things to do at Walt Disney World. That is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. Take care. Take care.